This is People and Property, the relocation podcast. I'm Tony. And I'm Christine. Join us as we tell all about the wonderful business that is international relocation. Welcome to episode eight of People and Property, the relocation podcast. My wife, Christine, and I have been in the people and property business for over 30 years. We started our relocation business, Saunders 1865, uh, back in the 1980s, and it's still going strong. Uh, Since we started this podcast, Christine and I have been telling our story, the story of how we started our own international relocation business from scratch back in the 80s. We've been talking about our journey, what a lovely time we've had running the business and being part of the wonderful, exciting world of international relocation. Once again today, Christine, my business partner and life partner, joins me on this episode. But we're doing something a bit different today, right, Chris? We are, yes. Exciting. Why don't you you tell our lovely listeners about that? Uh, It's exciting because we're talking about our big life change, our big relocation. Yes, Um, our escape to the country, which is in fact the title of this episode eight. Well, I guess that's appropriate because that's where we now are. (laughs) So Chris, to start off and and kind of explain, oh, before before we do that, actually, I just would like to acknowledge and say thank you to our listeners uh, for the wonderful feedback we've had um, on our seven episodes so far and um, in particular we've had some lovely feedback from uh, members of our sister profession if you like the estate agency business we work a lot with estate agents of course we we rely on them and there there are some great estate agents out there I'm, I'm happy to say there are other ones that are a little bit less than great we might get into that at some point when we talk about our journey escaping to the country Uh, But um, there are a lot of really good ones. And uh, when we find a really good estate agent, they're worth their weight in gold um, to to help us serve our clients better. But anyway, getting back to uh, what we were talking about, Chris, why don't we rewind this back a little bit to the beginning of the year when you and I were doing something quite different. We tried something quite different in terms of a holiday at the new year, right? Why don't you talk about that, Chris? Yes, well, we, um, uh, I, you were a vegan uh, uh, then. Um, I wasn't then, but it was getting to a to a stage in my life that it was finding. I was finding it very hard to find uh, holidays that um, catered for vegans. And uh, um, it, when we found somewhere, you know, we would call up and ask to speak to the chef or the manager there and they'd say, oh yes, it's no problem and tell us what you eat and what you don't eat and we'll cater for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, But it all became a little bit stressful and of course a a holiday for me is not having to cook every night and have somebody cook and and look after me as well as you because I think that's what (laughs) holidays are all about. So I was thrilled when I found this uh, company called Vegan Travel um, and it was a river cruise, uh, a normal cruise we've never been on and I don't think we have any intention of going on one with thousands and thousands of people. But this really appealed to us, didn't it? it, um, it was yeah, I think, a, a you're, I think you're... Of about, 
I Sorry? Think you're, I think you're kind of saying that I was a bit of a pain to go on holiday with. Because yeah, you I was were, really. You were That's the sort of short actually, version. Yeah, you were getting worse, really. So I thought, well, if I can't beat him, join him. <laughs> um, which I, you know, actually then did after this holiday. But it was lovely because it was a river cruise with about 100, 120 people maximum. Um, nothing like we'd ever experienced before. Uh, Five-star floating hotel with the most beautiful cabins. Um, en suites, lounge, um, and the, 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 the cruise was up the Danube. We flew into Budapest and, and then got on board, and it was absolutely divine. Met some fantastic people who we've become great, great, great friends with. And the, 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 the weirdest thing, really, and who would have known it, but on New Year's Eve, we were on the top of the deck where in Vienna, where they have amazing firework displays so we'd all had the most incredible seven course uh dinner uh in in the restaurant below deck and uh we were then uh told or sent or suggested we all went up onto the deck with glasses of champagne to watch the fireworks and i can so clearly see us all wrapped up bundled up in the cold cheering saying you know here's to 2020 let's hope this is the same as the roaring 20s 2020 here we come it's going to be the best year and i thought this is it we found the best holidays ever going forward in fact um just jumping the gun a bit we'd already booked another one which we would have been on and come back uh, um in end of october but obviously life changed um, in the new year, um, changed to the better for me because I became a vegan. Um, and uh, yeah, were uh, you converted by the new friends that we met? Who were they? It was Val and Stuart and Kathy and Simon and Brian and Kelly? Wonderful people, yes. all vegans, vegans for a long time. And you were the sticking out like a sore thumb. Actually, I was a bit, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> they were quite kind to me, though, I think. They were very kind, but you were, they were very kind, kind to them. I was kind of trying to be a little bit kind of, um, you know, I don't know, just gentle with what I said, but it was so easy to be a vegan because everything on board was a vegan and you would never, ever have known it. If, if you'd have flown a non-vegan in and plonked them down in the restaurant that night, um, they wouldn't have even known... It was vegan foods. I mean, it was so delicious. Uh, yeah, like five-star breakfast spread, everything vegan. Yeah. I mean, mornings with, you know, um, muff muffins and, and cakes and uh, just delicious croissants and, and so on and so on and so on. But that, again, is another story, I think. Yeah, so getting back on track, because this yeah, is so the people and people on, on that Well, it's people and, uh, people and property, but uh, we really should get back to it. So at that time, of course, we were living in London. Uh, we were running our business from London. We had absolutely no intention of leaving London. We've been in London for how long? Well, I, 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 I'd been there 38 years. Yeah. Something like that. And yeah. I've been there all my life. Um, yes. And uh, we, people would, we would, we would think about moving to the country, wouldn't we, at some point, some future point in our lives. I mean, we're in our mid-60s now. Um, uh, and uh, we're loving running, we love being in relocation, we love running the business. So we really 
haven't had any intention of stopping that, and we have no intention of stopping and, that. And, and we love and we loved London. Um, we loved London. What you know, the going to the theatre, going to the, the the restaurants. We could walk to theatre, walk to restaurants. The hub, you know, you can walk over the road and get any supplies you want. I could yes, I couldn't. I couldn't. I as you said, we we sort of undenied and we procrastinated backwards and forwards, and we. You know, occasionally look. We were always going out of London, if you remember, and you know, into Surrey to play pickleball. All our friends were out of London. Didn't really have many friends in London at all. Mm. Um, but then, when we thought about it, we'd go. Don't think we're ready yet. Maybe me more than you, to be honest. Um, what me kept, more than you? What? Well, well, what, what, wanting to stay in London. Yeah, I think you were more, more, more inclined to want to stay there. But I loved it too, and you know, and we we felt that one day we would be able to go and smell the petunias and live in the countryside. And uh, you know, we always had that. I haven't smelt any petunias yet, but no, we haven't. That's true. <laughs> to turn a phrase, Chris. I know, I know. So, I know. so what happened? What happened? Covid happened. Ta -da! <laughs> March the twenty fourth, wasn't it? Twenty fifth, something like that. I think that. we went into lockdown on March the twenty third. I think. Oh, I think that's right. Yes, it was a yeah a day before Jackie's birthday. So it was a it was a it was a showstopper, wasn't it? It was. It was so like suddenly everything that was great about London really became a bit of a. Well, it, 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 it killed all the things that were great about London and it amplified the things that were not so great. I mean, one of the things we, you know, we've always liked to do is go out for a walk and, and exercise. Because as you said, we, we have been pickleball players and nobody listening to this show will probably have any idea what pickleball is. So what I would re recommend that you do is go onto YouTube, put in pickleball like pickle with ball at the end. And you'll see pickleball being played. It's a really fantastic sport, the fastest growing sport in america and probably in the world um and you should check it out but we're not here to talk about that are we chris no we're not <laughs> <laughs> so uh we made a decision didn't we uh that now was probably the time to not in fact without the probably i think we can we can delete yes. the probably we felt well i suppose we were going on those daily walks we were talking a lot um, and, but, but tell us we, we got worse and worse I think I mean it, not at the beginning um, because we weren't even really allowed to go well we weren't were we allowed to even go out for walks then yes we were allowed to go for exercising once a day yes um, it, there was a limit though in the first they, they, they were discouraging any kind of travel even to even to walk even for, for your exercise so yeah, you could literally um, walk from outside your front door. We thought even if we went out to Surrey or somewhere like that, we, we were frightened that we might get stopped by the police. Well, yeah, that, yeah. So th that was the early days when it the first early went days. In, wasn't yeah. it? So, so I don't think we were... Like, so, but that was the thing. We, we, we were restricted to walking in the park. And when you went to the park, it was absolutely jammed, wasn't it, with people? Oh, it was you could, horrible. You, you was couldn't horrible. find space, really. And, and a lot of the young people were just not distance at all they they refused to distance and in fact i used to get into quite angry exchanges with people who would just not make any attempt to distance whether it be in the park whether it be walking along the street and you'd be constantly cross you remember that just constantly crossing the road to try and get away from people and then well, yes well in the early impossible. days if you remember it, the cromwell road where we were very close to i mean 
where, where the Natural History Museum, and it was empty. I mean, you could actually walk down the middle of Cromwell Road, which is the main A4, out to, to Heathrow and to the M4. There was nobody on it, but that was when there was no cars because there was no traveling. So it, when it first started, I don't think we were quite thinking the same um, because it was surreal, wasn't it? It wasn't, we didn't really know what was happening. But then as it started to, you know, carry on and on and on, and then they started giving us a little bit more in terms of, you know, um, being able to uh, travel out of London. So we'd, we'd go to Bushy Park and Richmond Park um, and, and walk. But all the time, as you rightly said, all the time we were talking, 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 we were... Um, just thinking, what are we doing here? We're, you know, we were suddenly feeling like really caged animals. That's probably a good word to describe us. And we just, we just, I think it just, it, it was like a light bulb moment, wasn't it? Like the one that's actually yeah, on the top so, of your head right now. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, it was a light bulb moment. It's like, get us out of here. Yeah. So, you know, we just, the, the balance had tipped you know now now it was not a matter of when when we might one day escape to the country it was a matter of now is the time yeah we knew it we knew it of town. we did we knew it didn't we we knew it so we just made the decision that was it we were going for it so having made the decision uh while still in lockdown london uh we we you know we had it was actually a very nice way to occupy ourselves when we weren't uh, working because obviously although our re relocation business was still running and is still running all relocations effectively were were frozen we've been doing a lot of uh, move brexit moves for pe for corporations uh but uh, they can't you know obviously while places like paris and uh, you know other cities are, are locked also similarly subject to similar restrictions of course we're, we're currently in the second national lockdown uh, it's uh, what the 9th of november what date is it today it's the um well, we're two weeks 19th, today. It's the 19th of november we're two weeks into the second national uh lockdown in the uk uh so it was uh, and similarly uh, relocations are, are are largely on on hold and frozen at the moment so um, well, I spent every evening, if you remember, you said, why don't you, know, why don't you start looking, you know, just see what's out there. Um, yeah, so, so we decided to start looking, well, yeah, we started to decide looking at, at homes. But first of all, we had to obviously choose where we were going to look. So, so two things, really. Uh, we, we decided we want to, to move to a rural village somewhere. Uh, so yet to be decided at that point. And I've always had a a passion for narrow boating. Um, my four daughters, I, I, I brought up narrow boating. We never owned a narrow boat, but we went on very regular holidays on narrow boats. I've always loved the English canal system. Um, and I thought, why don't we buy a house in the country and also buy a narrow boat? Because they clearly, were on lockdown as well. Yes. Yeah, so clearly we, um, I clearly are, you know, our, our relocation business, as we've mentioned, is an international relocation business, which is, you know, most of our corporate clients are based overseas. Um, and uh, we've done a lot of, we've been very fortunate to do, do a lot of international traveling, but we now realize, or, and then we realized that international traveling was going to be a thing probably 
of the past for a long time for us. Being yeah, I'm so glad we did it though. I'm so glad we saw one of the places and travelled to where we did. Right. So, so the 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 decision to also buy a narrow boat um, was really, you know, to to take care of, of or to replace our international travel with something else that was um, exciting and nice to do. So we 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 made those two decisions. Obviously, the far far the more important one is the uh, decision to to escape to the country and buy a house. So, t- talk about Chris the the choice of location. Well. I'm trying to think how it sort of evolved because there was still a sort of um, something special about Surrey and where, you know, all our friends and pickleball. Uh, well, we'd had, we'd had, if I could remind you, we'd had, sorry to interrupt you. We'd had a little bit of a sort of flirtation with the Cotswolds we had, because, yes. of, because of uh, Tracy and our grandchildren and Tracy Brad and our grandchildren. So Tracy's my eldest daughter. Um, and we have our grandchildren, Aurora and Saxon, and uh, Tracy's uh, fiance, uh, Brad. And we we had visited them in the Cotswolds. They live in a little village called Sheepscombe, which is near Painswick, uh, which I think is Painswick. I think is referred to as the jewel of the Cotswolds. Um, it's a beautiful area there, and we 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 were attracted by that weren't we? And uh, so that was one thought. But then, I can't remember the exact reasons, maybe you do, Chris, but we then gravitated towards Stratford-upon-Avon, of course, which is close to your Yes, roots. but I was saying that we, the, but there was a flirtation with Surrey as well, because there of was, true. Um, but it just didn't feel far enough away from London, really. Um, yeah, and you're it's, right. You know, and it's pretty, pretty expensive. Um, in Surrey anyway so yes like maybe it's to do with my age but um, you know I, I grew up in uh, um, in, in, in Warwickshire um, which is the, the next uh, county over to where we're now living in Worcestershire my mother still lives in Stratford-on-Avon um, fond memories of school days I was in Henley and Arden um, so there was there was somewhere to focus on so we you were very open to those ideas, not knowing the areas at all. So we started looking, or I started looking, um, you know, in those areas, seeing what one could get for one's money and sort of villages around there, because I quickly came to the conclusion that Stratford itself to live in is is definitely a no-no. It's a pretty big, busy Shakespearean touristy town so we didn't definitely didn't want to live in Stratford but there are such beautiful villages outside of it um, so that's where we did we, we, we did start our, our search and this was before lockdown was eased so we were looking at homes if we thought it was of any interest I would uh, let you see it and then you would say well let's set up with an agency if we can do a virtual tour so, so that's how did you how find since you you were doing the heavy lifting on well you know that's something you're well, very yes, experienced well, in in your relocation life is is uh, you know doing the the research for our clients um and uh, so how did you find uh, dealing with uh, estate agents during lockdown was it easy or some was and some weren't. So, you know, some some people obviously were were, were fur- there were lots of agents furloughed. There were lots of people working from home. They had skeleton staff on. Um, sometimes you would never get a you know phone call back. But 
and it, and it, and it was quite to be honest it was quite exhausting because i felt you know uh, over the, the those 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 weeks um i think i pretty much knew every single in the areas that we were looking at every single property that was on the market to the point that i had to stop looking and and change my search engine for a new you know that's just come on and properties were coming on like uh, fast and furious what do you mean change your search engine i don't understand well well when i was on the search engines of prime location and right move um i would you know put in a price bracket and put in an area oh you mean change your criteria on the portal Yes, yes. Right, yes. I, I get it, I get it now. Sorry, Actually, yes, on the search engine. Yeah, because that, otherwise I was seeing properties that have been on, I'd seen 10 times over, the same ones kept coming up. Yeah, 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 but, I understand. I think, I think that the, the thing to say, um, the, the thing that struck me about what you were doing, because of course in, in, our, in our careers, uh, when we first started, there was nothing remotely like a portal like Rightmove or Zoopla or anything on the no. market. There was no. nothing like that. So, to my mind, it was, you know, to, to see how, how easy it was to still be able to look at properties um, easily. That bit was easy because of the portals. And, you know, you've got to, one's got to say, you know, that has been a fabulous innovation. Oh, it, it, yes, it's absolutely fantastic. It makes it makes life so much easier for both parties, for the buyer and the seller, really. Yeah. Because, you know, what the agent just puts it on. But as I said, it, it became, you know, actually quite stressful because it was seeing the same stuff over and over and again. And I'd have to have a, a take a breather, you know, every couple of days because, you know, Sounds a strange thing to be stressed about looking to buy a new home. That's but the um, that's the beauty of the of the portal system. First of yes. all, I think you would have had a much harder time during a lockdown. Not that we've ever had one in our careers before, but you would have had a much harder time were it not were, were there no portals. Oh, totally. Yeah. No. no. Oh, no. No. To so no. Totally. When you, when you think you used to, you used to have to go through the newspaper or go through. Um, uh, you I can't know, even begin to imagine magazines, or you'd have yes. to go through. You just have to call agents. You wouldn't yes. have been able to get any response. The property market would not would probably have completely stagnated had it not been for the portals. The portals yes. really. Because they enabled people like us, who, because who, we weren't the only ones, right, who decided to escape the country. It, it turns out that there's a whole tribe of people who, <laughs> wanted, who you know, who've, who've taken the same step that we have taken. I think we made our decision earlier than most, uh, but the but the market is, you know, when it when it was let out of lockdown, it went kind of crazy. And fortunately, because of the work you did during lockdown in researching, we were well ahead of the game. And I think that put us in a very good position. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yes, I, I think that's exactly right. And, I, and again, I know I keep jumping to the, not, not jumping to the end, but I can tell you that, that the home that we're obviously going to go back and talk about that we, we, we finally uh, chose. Um, had Don't been, give too much away now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, but had been on the market and had had a buyer before hmm. just before agreed before covid hit yeah and lucky for us that we found out that the gentleman who was buying this house no i don't want you to say any more just yet okay i don't want okay. you to say any more we will we will leave that as a secret for further down the road okay okay, okay so hold keep your powder dry oh no so excited <laughs> anyway so so can i carry on or where yes we absolutely as long to? as you don't give any secrets away about okay. what's coming 
So what I was going to say was, is that the, it was, it was, it was fun now being the, the buyer. Um, not being the client. I, <laughs> not being the client. Yeah, yeah, well, being my own client, I guess. Um, because, uh, you know. Well, so I, was, I was kind of your client in a way. Yes, I suppose so, yeah. But it was sort but of doing really. something for us rather than other <laughs> yeah. people. I was so joking. That, so that was, that was rather fun. But you do realize how and see how stressed it becomes for people because the emotions now start. I think we've talked in, in yes, previous... So, so that we started, I mean, bringing it back to the sort of business of relocation and sort of thinking about the whole journey of buying a house, um, making a move, relocating um, in general, uh, what we really started out, what we always start out with is the client's brief, which is yes. the requirements. And that actually can be quite tough because quite a lot of clients don't really know know exactly what they want and if they're a couple like us they might very often have quite different ideas well, yeah, there was plenty of arguing that went on we did a lot of arguing we did a lot of, <laughs> no I, I will say debating discussion okay. okay but we did a, we did reach a consensus which is the way it should be yeah and and very, um we did have different tastes and i you know didn't yeah. really well, we had to compromise. Yes, yeah. it was compromise, and it was evolving. But I don't feel it was a compromise now. No, of course you don't. No, um, because we, you know, we found something perfect. But I'm not supposed to say that. Um, so, uh, what I was going to say, though, is to bring this back to the sort of whole idea of relocation for anybody who want, who's thinking of getting into the world of relocation and acting for people who are looking for properties rather than being an estate agent where you act for the seller is that your first job really is to understand the needs of the client, what they're yes. looking for, but also to help them to really hone down their brief. And, to, and, and you may not be able to do that. You probably won't be able to do that in the first sitting because it's a process, just as it was with us, wasn't it, Chris? It was a process. Oh, absolutely. Because as you said, every time you saw something or thought something else you, you thought oh I haven't thought about that and what about that so so from that point of view it's actually again it's quite exciting because it's like talking to yourself it's like well, do we want one of these Christine Tony oh yes I think I do oh really but well, what about this no I don't think I want that so mm. it was a bit like let's talking to ourselves really but again the portals were enormously helpful because you know whereas in the olden days when we first started you'd have to look at agents particulars that have been run off some kind of duplicating machine um in fact i think when i started there weren't even pictures on the on the no there weren't there weren't even pictures pictures were hadn't even been thought of as to put on the particulars of those days but yeah, that's uh, when dinosaurs ruled the world we it was pretty much that. yeah it might have even been earlier than that but um the you know the the portals made it very easy you can flick through you can see every room you can see the garden I mean, you're plan. obviously realizing that they do everything from the most flattering point of view. Yes. The floor um, plan obviously it, is good. The floor plan is fantastic. Also something that we never had in the olden days. So, um, you know, I, I, I thought it was, and it was, a, it was a fun thing to be able to sit together in the evening and, and, and go through the things yes, that you had found. And uh, no, I don't like that. That's why I don't like that. Most of it was elimination, wasn't it? Yes. Um, 
but uh, you know, we we started to to narrow it down, and uh, ultimately we got to um, our canal house, didn't we? Yes, that was that was that was first viewing the house. The first the house first th- actual viewing, perhaps. I don't think it was. Yes, the first but what was nice view. was is that we'd actually um, you 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 had thought that it would be nice because we were buying a narrow boat um, and this house had its own um, 120 foot mooring. So on, we the, thought, on the Grand Union, I think. Yes, it was. And we thought at, just outside of Stratford-on-Avon and, and it was right, in a little right, place called Rowington. Yes, right by a canal my dad bridge. Used to play cricket. Right. So it was a bit of memory lane going back, which was lovely every Saturday and Sunday. Used to as kids, we would go and listen, you know, to um, well, not listen, watch our dad play cricket and our mum make the cricket tea. So there was a there was a connection there, um, a, a very fond memory. So I was very keen to see the house. And, and by this time, we had sort of made a decision that we wanted some something to an extent, anyway, that was contemporary. Um, particularly we wanted to have a large kitchen sort of dining breakfast you know one of the main where the kitchen is essentially the main yes yes uh, engine of the home quite americanized really americanized nice open plan bifold doors very much were in our brief we wanted bifolders we wanted to, to, to look out on something gorgeous nice view or something beautiful and this canal house fitted that bill in in many ways didn't it Yes, I looked at it over and over and over and over again. I just kept coming back to it. And in fact, I think I think uh, friends and family who knew we were looking sort of thought that we probably were going to buy it. And I think in our heads, we thought we were going to buy it too. And we, um, the agent, uh, without saying too much at this point, actually did turn out to be a bit of a pain dud. in the neck. A little bit very of a unhelpful, very rubbish. Mm. Um, work, you know, never getting back to us, but did put us in contact direct with the seller. And the seller was great. I mean, the seller and his his wife, they were, they were very, very, very nice. And they very, very very kindly uh, did us, did a virtual uh, viewing with us. We have come to 30 minutes. So we're going to have to talk more about that canal house and the decision that we made and why we made it. Um, And I'll tell you about the virtual viewing, because I think, we, we discovered a lot about virtual viewings, um, uh, you know, as a result of, of that process. You know, we, we, we have had virtual viewings with clients before. Most of our clients are people who are renting because we work for corporations, employers who send their people to the, to the UK and other cities in the world. Um, but uh, this was obviously for purchase and uh, we hadn't had um, experience of virtual viewing so that was a bit of a an eye-opener and we I think we through our own um, experience we we discovered the way from a buyer's point of view you need to conduct um, a virtual viewing yes Um, so we'll talk more about that next time so I'm going to wrap up right now because we've gone over the 30 minute mark so listeners I hope you're enjoying this Uh, many of you uh, have told us how much you're enjoying um our little chats about our journey and about the relocation business. We're going to be sharing all the secrets of the the relocation business as we go through this, and we'll do it in this kind of format. Uh, We love your feedback, so do please give us your feedback. Um, 
on uh, because that helps us that guides us as to what uh, things you want us to talk about and what things you're less interested in so that feedback we are reactive to audience feedback so uh, please do continue to give us that you can find us on you can find our facebook page that's a great way to interact whether you you can either do it publicly or if you don't if you're a little bit uh, less inclined to do that you can send us a direct message and then that will be a private uh, message you can find our facebook page easily people and property podcast um people and property podcast.com that uh, domain name will take you to our facebook page um many many ways to interact with us don't you can find us on all the um uh, famous podcast platforms apple podcasts google podcasts spotify etc you can even talk to your smart speaker in the corner of the room and say play people and property podcast or people and property the relocation podcast i think is what it likes to hear and it will it will tell you if you just say people and property you might get a french one so I've noticed. So uh, do make sure you say people and property, the relocation podcast, and it will play the latest episode for you. Uh, so thanks again, everybody. And for now, it's goodbye from me, Tony Coe, and goodbye. Um, from me, Christine Coe. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye for now.